with our families and whether that's like our immediate families now, um, you and Brittany, or with our kids? Um, self-care. No. Um, <laughs> to be quite honest with you. But I was like, maybe I don't need to call you out on this podcast. So I'm like... Please do. I'm, okay, please do. Cousin, you don't even like to be wearing lotion unless you can be seen. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I know you know where it's Yeah, that's facts. That's all facts. <laughs> that's all facts. And it's a, it was like a 1991 Ford Explorer. Literally like the J. Cole line. Like those two-door Fords, man, they don't make them like this no more. And that's what I had. I had the two-door Ford Explorer. Uh, That was nice. Welcome to Cuzzo Convos. I'm Cuzzo Mandy. And this is Cuzzo Nate. How are you doing today, cousin? I'm uh, I'm all right. Not too bad. It's been a long time since we have gotten together and podcasted. Yeah, it's, uh, it's been interesting. Yeah. Like even in that time, I don't even think we've talked too much. No, not really on the road. So... Well, my fault. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, life happens. There's no, um, you know, problem with that. I, I can't say I didn't miss you, but I did find ways to fill my time. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Um, I will say in that period specifically, like this week, but really throughout, I was really getting over like I was I was over the whole working out business I wanted to stop I literally almost quit this week because I knew that my automatic payment was about to hit and I was like maybe I should just cancel this (laughs) before Mm. it hits and they take another month of worth of money um but I talked to a few people including the trainers and um I was convinced to stay one more month and Part of the reason I wanted to quit is because I didn't really feel like there was any difference in mm-hmm. my life in some way. And part of it was, you know, I wasn't being consistent with the working out. Um, I definitely wasn't being consistent with the eating because I'm like, I want to eat what I want to eat. Like, yeah. why do I have to, why, why, do, why can I not eat what I want? Um, and even worse, like this week when I did go back, and my trainer was asking me what I was about to have for dinner. Um, he was trying to tell me the things that I had chosen that in my mind were healthier options. He's like, no, you can't have that because it has a lot of sodium and the sodium is going to make mm. you retain water. And I'm like, we can't have it all the ways. You can't take away all the sugar and all the fat and all the sodium. I, I need to have something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh diets aren't fun. I've never really liked them, uh, but unfortunately, you kind of have to do them to get where you want to be, you know. But I I don't know if uh the dieting part fits where I want to be, but I I understand that the concept is 
the whole package needs to be done to really see improvements or changes. So that's why I'm trying to stick to it as much as possible. Cause I mm-hmm. do want to see the changes and improvements, but um, yeah, we'll see. Everybody does. Everybody does. So, well, you know, we'll see, you know, I'm starting my little workout journey again this week. Um, trying to diet, even though I hate it, um, workout, somewhat consistency. Um, today I took a break cause, um, it's kind of working on a test and training. Um, mm-hmm. and my legs really, really, really hurt. So <laughs> I'm going to start again tomorrow. Um, did I get you anything for your birthday? I can't remember. Uh, I don't think so. But also, I kept this birthday like really, really low key, just because of like the wedding and everything. So I wanted to make sh- like you know, as far as just keep it not ask for key. stuff for the birthday, so you can ask for it for the wedding. Well, to be fair, I never really asked for anything for my birthday. To be fair, yeah. um, but but I usually uh, like try and ask you. I asked that because. Uh, one of the things that my sister suggested I get before I started working out was this massage pad. Mm. And so I'm considering to say, like, maybe I should get you that, too, because it definitely was a comfort to me um, with the working out process and, like, easing the soreness. It has, like, a, you know, a heater option. Yeah. And I would just kind of fall asleep to it with it <laughs> in the bed. And now yeah. I don't really get as sore as much, but now it's just like, oh, well, I have a massage pad. Like, it just makes me feel good and happy. True. I mean, but in the beginning, I definitely feel like it's you You will want to appreciate it. So maybe I'll get that do, for you. I, I bought um, Brett uh, a massager just because, like, with her job, she was, like, bending over and her back kept hurting. Um, so I bought her, like, a little handheld massager. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems to work for the most yeah. part. You might want to use um, it then. Yeah, <laughs> like I, I probably should. To be quite honest, with you. um, really bad about taking care of myself. To be quite honest with you, so I haven't used it yet. Or at least, like, not my legs. Sorry, I probably should honestly on the real, but we'll see. That, you know, that makes me think I might need to change the Descendant discourse then based upon something you just said. And the thing that I, that I was going to talk about, well, we could maybe talk about next week. Okay. Okay. Do you want to slide into it now? Let's go. Let's go. Let's slide. All right. So you talking about not taking care of yourself makes me think we need to discuss self-care in this Descendant mm-hmm. discourse and what that okay. looks like. Mm-hmm. And if we ever heard of that or saw any form of it when we were growing up and how we would try to implement that more with our families and whether that's like our immediate families now, um, you and Brittany or with our kids. Um, self-care. No. Um, <laughs> to be quite honest with you, well, you know, I think we lightly, like, briefly spoke, spoke about it, but like, when you're in a state of like constantly just trying to survive the week, like, living, you know, 
all right, where are we going to get this? Where are we going to get that? Like, I grew up with a family of six, and, like, you know, it seemed like we lived paycheck, paycheck to paycheck. So, the, for the most part, you know, our mental or physical well-being wasn't necessarily um, at the utmost. To be fair, my parents did, like, push me to, like, take care of myself. And um, when I was in wrestling, um, they encouraged me to, you know, take care of my body as best shape I was ever in my life. It was great. Um but you know, I don't. I I never personally saw them taking care of themselves. I, actually, that's a lie. That's a lie. I take it back. Um, there was a brief like uh, a time, maybe like a year or two after my mom had Joel, um, where she would like go on walks and um, work out. But um, but then like my dad lost his job and then all that cut back and everything. So you know, you just had to make do with make you know whatever you got. So. That's but interesting overall, that you said she had to cut back on like going for walks. No, it was sorry. She used to go to the gym. She she had a walking gotcha. buddy. And blah blah blah. Gotcha. Something happened. I don't know what exactly what happened, but something did happen where she just stopped like going out on walks and stuff. She's starting that again now. I think because like everybody's out the house and she wants to get active again. But yeah, um, she. I actually talked to her yesterday, and she said that. Yeah. So she's starting to do that again, but I think she definitely took a little mm, a breather break, yeah, I guess you could say. Joel's in his twenties now. That's that's a long yeah. period. Yeah, well she would do it here and there, but it wasn't consistent. I think this is the most consistent she's been for a while for sure. So mm-hmm. um my dad, um no. <laughs> our dads have that in common my dad yeah. knows nothing of a self-care yeah yeah he's just you know he doesn't even like regularly get his hair cut like that's one thing that i would see a lot with black american culture i feel like yeah. maybe the barbershop would be like the self-care spot for men because it's like the place where they're comfortable and they get yeah, to just yeah. like chat and unwind and See, you know a haircut makes them feel good all that yeah stuff. my dad don't sorry I'll let you, you go no I've never had that like I've so like one my hairline's a little bit messed up and everything so um I had to go to a particular barber and I don't know, I'm just very shy overall, not necessarily so much now, but like, I'm here to get a service. I'm here to get in, get out. I'm not here to talk. Mm. And then like every place else, like you're right. A lot of places would have like a black person, black culture, whatever. But like the people I would usually go to um, throughout my teenage years would not be black just because that's how it happened or convenience or whatever. Um, the barber I went to for the past maybe like five, six years, he was black. It was cool. That was cool. We talked, we chatted it up or whatever. Um, then he just stopped barbering. And now I'm just, you know, just trying to figure out whatever it is. Point being is that I also don't get a regular haircut. <laughs> so well, that's yeah. just kind of like out of convenience. Like, I guess my schedule has never been, I could, hopefully now it will be where I'll be, able, hopefully I'll be able to like um, try to schedule something. But, you know, usually I don't have a regular schedule where I'm like, you know, I think I'm going to, you know, regularly just get a haircut this day, blah, 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 blah. So we'll mm-hmm. see. So I feel your dad. That's my point. Yeah. <laughs> I get you that. We kind of had to 
force him in periods to get haircuts to say like we're going it's christmas get a haircut yeah, or i remember that we're going to a big event get a haircut um so even like the other day when it was easter we're going to visit um family i came in you know to the door ready for us to leave and my mom mm. was like your dad wants you to cut his hair so we'll cut the back uh, of his hair so i don't actually cut his hair but what my dad would do because he didn't really like many barbers anyways he always says they didn't cut his hair right which i don't mm. really know what that means but he would basically have me edge up the back of his head uh. and then um he would comb out his hair and then i would just kind of go over the strays with the clippers so that's what i mm. did so for me to be his barber I, I don't you know that's not a self-care moment and it's definitely not <laughs> gonna give you the best haircut but i mean i think it's a privilege to you know to, to cut your dad's hair or whatever so my mom uh, used to cut it when we were younger i mean that was also out of convenience so she yeah. learned how to be a somewhat good barber and then my dad was like mm, we're gonna go to a real one at some point I mean, I think that's the right answer. I'm not giving him a haircut. I'm cleaning up the back of his head, and then I am buzzing away or clipping away the flyaways. That's about it. Mm. <laughs> it's there's no fade or there's no like guard. Yeah, I guess something better than nothing. <laughs> um, I think for my mom, she's kind of a girly girl so i think she likes to look nice mm. so getting her nails and toes done is probably part of her self-care um i would say getting her hair done is part of her self-care but i don't think she actually enjoys the process of getting her hair done and mm. she also often complains about whatever it looks like and then even though she'll keep going to that same person or having that same like process done and she's like oh i don't like this or it's too heavy and blah 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 so similarly again when i went natural and started doing my own hair she took that as the option to volunteer me to start doing her hair as well and uh. in my own form of self-care i had to create a boundary to say i'm not doing other people's hair anymore <laughs> Like mm. it's, I do my own hair, like you said with your mom, out of convenience, mm. um, based upon my time and not having a lot of money and not really always knowing what style I want. So I like to try things out um, yeah. and I don't want to pay like a bunch of money to have it done and then I might not even like it. And because of just, you know, quirks about my hair, like my hair is really thick and coarse, but my scalp is dry. Like there's just all these things about it that to me make it, you know, extra cumbersome or whatever. Mm. So I don't particularly enjoy doing my own hair, but I do it. Then when I have to do someone else's hair and I can't be like, you know, comfortable or take my time, I have to do it all in one sitting. Yeah. I, I just absolutely hate it. So, um, yeah, I created that boundary with her about, you know, I'm not doing your hair anymore. And she still brings it up, <laughs> like, trying to change my mind, but also knowing I'm not going to change my mind. So it just yeah. feels like she's trying to 
say it to take a, I don't know, do what, but just like, you you know, cause you won't do my hair for me. And I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. no, I'm, I'm not. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah. I feel like to me, um, probably what I would do for self-care back in the day was like a lot of writing mm-hmm. and reading when I was like mm-hmm. a kid. But now, um, I do feel like my self-care has been a lot about setting boundaries and making time for myself. So definitely setting boundaries with other people as well as myself to say, like, I'm not going to do this anymore, or I'm going to do X, Y, and Z for a certain amount of time, and then I'm going to do something else for a certain amount of time. And Mm. sometimes that can be like telling myself I'm going to watch TV now or telling myself I need to stop watching TV now and do something else with that time. Mm. Because even though I enjoy watching TV, it's not really self-care for me to always be doing it. Um, Yeah. There's other things that I need to get done in my life. And I need to be able to fraction that out to say, like, okay, I'm going to do this, and then I'm going to do that. Um, Yeah, I agree. And there's always going to, like, especially with the way the world is now, there's always something to watch. Um, mm -hmm. I think you, everybody has to find that sense of balance of, all right, I'm going to watch this. Or even just set goals, you know? Like, hey, I'm not going to finish whatever this show until I do this, 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 or this. So. Or um, even sleep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, another self-care thing I started to pick up was I wanted to create a skincare routine. Mm. I've always been really self-conscious about my skin because I am... Again, having coarse hair, uh, it likes to grow everywhere, not just on my head, on the places that I feel like, you know, are not cute. (laughs) I call like everything pubic hair that came up (laughs) around puberty, even though that's not really what pubic means. Yeah. But to me, I'm like, if it came around puberty, it's pubic hair. So getting hair on my underarms or growing hair on my face um, as a woman we're not supposed to have hair in these places or on my legs or whatever. And my hair grows like as soon as I start cutting it or waxing it, it immediately grows back the next day. Um, And that would make me pick at my face and at my skin. And then that would create bumps and dark Mm. marks and hyperpigmentation and all these things. And I'm like, I don't like (laughs) (laughs) the way that, my skin looks, but I also don't want to wear makeup all the time because I'm prone to touch my skin and my face and I'm prone Mm. to sweating and that's not going to keep well. So Mm. I try to, to make a conscious like effort about buying certain products and really regularly washing my face and exfoliating and putting serums on it. Serums are the new hot thing, girl. Like when I was growing up, didn't nobody say nothing about a serum. I used to hear night cream a lot, but (laughs) no one said anything about serums. And now it's serums all day. 
and mm-hmm. sunscreen. Apparently, you have to wear all the time, and that it helps with the hyperpigmentation. I don't even know what you just said. Sunscreen. Oh, yeah, hyperpigmentation? Yeah, yeah. All of it, actually. I, I never wear sunscreen, so... Like you, you said, sunscreen. I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's that? I was I was about to say something, but I was like, maybe I don't need to call you out on this podcast. <laughs> so I'm like, please do. I'm, okay, please do, cousin. You don't even like be wearing lotion unless you can be seen. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I know you don't wear sunscreen. Yeah, that's facts. That's all facts. <laughs> that's all facts. I don't. If if I don't need it as to live, I probably won't do it on the road. My <laughs> My, my car my car has needed a oil change for 3,000 miles now. So mm. if it's still running, you know. That's one thing noticed, I don't do. That may be a self-care for me. I always get my oil changed. Like, I don't get my car washed, but I do get the oil changed. I, the thing is, now I know my car, and, like, now I'm looking to get a new one. So, like, now I am kind of don't care, but I do need an oil change. So I'm, like, trying to put it off as long as possible. Um and I'm kind of in the point now where I can maybe get one in like two months and it's kind of realistic and I'm kind of excited, but so I'm kind of trying to put it off. So we'll see. We'll see what yeah. happens. I mean, I understand you wanting to get a newer car, but I don't know. I guess I would say still try and take care of it as much as possible because well, like how my sister, she had originally way back at the, 2020 had planned on buying a new car but then you know the pandemic hit and all the Mm. things that come with it and Mm. now she's still driving that car and Mm. it's um fortunate because her car is older than yours yeah that it's still in a condition that she can drive it yeah because she's kept it she kept it up you're right you have a good point you have a good point yeah I, i just uh feel like with those things I mean, I know before I got this car, I had a car that someone else had from church. Um, it was an older man. And it's a it was like a 1991 Ford Explorer. Literally like the J. Cole line, like those two-door Fords, man, they don't make them like this no more. And that's what I had. I had the two-door Ford Explorer. Uh, that was nice. <laughs> <laughs> And um, it it was pretty decent to me. It, it had some problems like the AC and the gas gauge. When the gas gauge, I mean like on the front of the car, it would not register to tell me whether it had actually run out of gas. Like it would just state that's that a, it was full. So I had problem. to. Gas. Yeah. There were some times that got stopped on. Well, one time in particular, I haven't. No, it happened more than once. But one time in particular, when I got stopped on the side of the road, and it was a bad look, because after I'd been stopped trying to get the gas, then the battery died, and it was a whole thing, and the car was left in one place and had to come back the next day, and it was just a whole, it was a whole thing. But um, once I had figured out those issues, then the transmission left, and that's how I got this new car. But the car did work for me for for a while. And I appreciate mm. having had it. And I appreciate that the person from church kept it up well enough that I could get it when I did. Because I I always would say, like, you know, my 
Her name was Roberta because she was a tough old broad. And I was like, Roberta, <laughs> she kept me. Like, she's old enough to have a drink, a legal drink. But she did what she had to do when I needed her. And um, I appreciate her very much. So, facts, facts. The same way, you know, self care, we definitely need to find times to apply it to ourselves. But I think we also have to apply it to like the things around us. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something I have to, I'm trying to learn as well. Like caring about my things, being careful with my things, treating them well so that they last longer. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I haven't fully learned it yet, but, but I'm trying <laughs> to learn it. Mm-hmm. It's so, uh, definitely a skill for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, back in the day, that's what people, people had to do, like, did that, you know, when I say back in the day, and I'm old, but, um, you know, things <laughs> just lasted longer, and it's true, because, like, even in my lifetime, you can tell, like, things just lasted longer, um, and now people, and now companies have figured, like, if we make it cheaper, we can make more money, so, mm-hmm. you know, because people will buy stuff, it doesn't matter, people will always buy stuff, so, so I can give even longer list of things that I do for self-care, but I want to talk about ways or things that you think would be self-care for you, because part of this conversation is to kind of have you transition and introduce more self-care into your life. It sounds like, you know, it'd be good for you, especially with all of this change that you have happening mm-hmm. in your life. You want to take time to make sure you're taking care of yourself and especially mentally allowing yourself time and space to like process all of this change that's happening. Yeah. Um, I, I think that was part of the reason why I quit my last job is like literally just part of self care because I really did like the job overall. Um, it's just that I was just stressed. Brittany, you could tell I was stressed. Like it was just, it was just a mess, but I liked the job. It was just too. It was just too much for what the money was paying, and um, like I knew I needed to leave, and that's ultimately ultimately why I left. Um, so, I mean, I guess that's one way of just like taking care of your mental space, and you know, like, you know, being realistic of where you're at. And it was, you know, it's a little scary stepping out into like a new career and everything, and not knowing what's next, but. You know, I had to do what's best for, for me at the end of the day. Um, I told the employees before I left, you know, nobody leaves because you know, nobody necessarily leaves a job because of money. You know, people will always do what they hate for a certain amount of money. Um, people might ask for, you know, ask for a raise or whatever because or might leave because that money isn't enough for them to deal with the, the stuff that they hate. But it's never really because of money. Um, I've done, I did my job, it's a little tangent, but I did my job for years, um, at the movie theater because I loved it. You know, I just get impaired crap, but, um, you know, but at the end of the day, I still loved it. So anyway, I left this job because I just couldn't, basically I couldn't do it anymore. Um, and you know, just being mentally 
aware of where you're at, I guess, I think was, is definitely important. Um, I think another thing mm-hmm. that I started to do was um, work out. Um, just to kind of clear my head. Um, you know, I think it helps me clear my head. One helps me um, try to keep my body in shape. But I also just think it helps me just focus on one thing and kind of clear my head and, and you know, process the day or well, usually I've been doing it in the morning. Um, so kind of like think about what I'm going to do and everything. So to me, it kind of gets me ready for the day, but you know, um, I should probably wear lotion. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, it is what it is. I, I do. I do think lotion can, can change your life. I wear lotion. I wear creams. I, you know, mm. lather, oil up myself. And I still have hard skin. I don't know mm. if that's hereditary for us, but I'm like, I would imagine that your skin's harder considering that you don't. <laughs> it's I'm around my knuckles, yeah. Um, my Funnily enough, my body is extremely dry, um, but my face is extremely oily. So, you know, everybody, people always ask me like, oh my gosh, you don't look like your age and blah, 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 blah. Like, yeah, I know. Keep it that way. And um, and I never really thought, I mean, I just thought it was just, you know, good genes or whatever the case is um, until um, this lady at, at my old, old job, old, old, old job, I guess. Um, she's like 60 something. She doesn't look like it in the face, but she's like, yeah, it's because of my oily skin and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, all right, say less. I'm going to look young forever. So. Yeah, moisture, not specific oil, but moisture helps with your skin. Yeah, but yeah that means your hands are going to look, you know, decrepit, but your face will look so young. Hey, man, that's all that matters. <laughs> I don't know model. that it is. It sounds very like Disney princess, like um, the witch in Snow White trying to like transform herself back and forth. Yeah. I mean, at the wedding, some somebody will probably take a picture of mine and Brittany's hands. I will definitely have to get a manicure. Um, you yeah, know, pretty but if, that's even more reason you should just start wearing lotion from now. So because mm-hmm. I don't think just wearing lotion on the day will improve the like. Good point. Good point. The the way your hand will look that good day. Good point. I think you're right. But then after that, I don't have to wear it anymore because nobody's gonna look at my hands. So grab it. That's all that hurt. Awesome. Mm. I think we can move on now. That, I've learned my know, lesson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> therapy, I heard, is great self care. <laughs> and therapy is a place where, you know, there's a person to help you unpack things. Like when you just mm. say, re- when you respond to something and don't fully catch the meaning of it, they help That's you weird. to learn how to f- hear all aspects of stuff. Like, mm. ooh. I I think I think I haven't I've done therapy technically, but I think observing my communication and my relationships has been um self-care to me. Like specifically re I've you know, the book that I read about the boundaries and mm-hmm. every time I talk to people after that now I think they think I have some sort of insight that I don't have. <laughs> because <laughs> Because I'm, I tend to be like calmer or good at, at like mediating and stuff yeah. like that. And generally, I'm like I'm still an individual that has you know all kinds of feelings too yeah. about what people say and do and stuff. Mm-hmm. But 
it did help me to just kind of observe not just other people's bad behavior and assume mm. that everyone else was being toxic, but also <laughs> observe my own behavior and see mm. like, what are the areas that I can improve? Because generally what I've learned is you can only control yourself. And mm. I'm not necessarily con- trying to control my emotions or how I feel or how I respond to it. That's not true. I, I'm not trying to control how I feel, but I can control like my response. So Mm -hmm. if I feel hurt about something, I don't pretend that I'm not hurt, but I don't, I I think that is important. Like a lot of times people try in front, like they're not hurt, but then they catch an attitude and then someone Mm. can be like, well, I can tell you're upset. I'm like, I ain't upset. I ain't upset about nothing. (laughs) And like, now we're in a passive aggressive lane. Now we're about, you're, you know, there's about to be an argument from that because now I'm going to do something that'll cause them to also be upset. And the real issue isn't addressed. Like I'm very much going to say like, I'm upset because of this. Like I may need time to decompress or whatever. Typically Mm -hmm. I don't need time. I'm the type of person (laughs) that likes to talk about it immediately. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But for those that need time, give yourself time and then talk about it directly. Um, those, those are just things that I've learned. But I think then when I, because of how I deal with stuff or maybe appear calmer, folks are like, oh, you, you know, you do this or you do that or you're good to mediate. And I'm like, I still get so upset <laughs> and mm. I will yell. And, and then I'll go back and maybe think about, did I, was my yelling appropriate? Or did it lead me to the desired conclusion that I wanted? And if it didn't, mm-hmm. then, you know, maybe I'll apologize. Mm-hmm. Ooh, apologizing is self-care for me. I'm not mm-hmm. on that, that BS to act like I'm, I can't be wrong in order to, or I can't apologize in order to hold the longevity of me being right. Do you know what I mean? I feel that. Um, I am always right, but when I am wrong, Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I do apologize. I do make it a point to apologize. I think apologizing is important. I don't know why a lot of people don't do it more often. You know, it's, uh, I think a lot of times, um, people like, I guess this working in customer service, you know, you see that a lot. Some mm-hmm. people just honestly, one, want to be heard and two, just want, maybe just want to say, I hear I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. That's it. Like, Hey, I screwed up, but you need to do better. Legit. And I don't know why people need to feel like they need to hear that, but it makes me feel better. So, yeah, it's definitely the acknowledgement and the needing to be seen. So many people do not feel seen in the most normal things of their everyday life. Yeah. True, and true, the true. moment when they just have had enough, they they will blow up at you. And it's usually in a customer service environment. Like, this mm-hmm. is the place where I should get what I want because I pay for it. And the fact that I don't have it, I'm going to complain. Yeah. And then you just sit there like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's just a macaroni bowl. Like, <laughs> my bad. Sorry I didn't put broccoli on it. I'm sorry. But you're right, you're right, you're right. And I think that is a time where people just use their, you know, also where that's where, you know, quote unquote, a lot of caring's happen just oh. because of inconvenience. So I think that's very interesting. Well, with the Karens, it's the inconvenience matched with entitlement. 
They shouldn't. Oh they gosh. they feel like they should never be inconvenienced because they're entitled to have things exactly as they think they should be. I saw on on Instagram, like it has, like it was like so Karen that I was like, this has to be staged. I didn't research <laughs> it. I didn't. There's this lady on a plane, and she wanted to be moved because the person next to her, she was in her uniform. Um. I don't know what branch of the military she was in, but she was in a uniform holding a baby. I don't even think the baby was crying at the point of the video, but um, but she wanted to be moved, or she wanted to be moved, or she wanted the baby to be moved. And the person, I get, it must have been a full plane because the attendant was like, yo, you ain't moving, the baby ain't moving, kind of deal with it. She's like, I'm entitled, I'm a paying customer. And the tenant's like, well, this, this is a paying customer too. Um... You know, and at the end, towards the end of it, she's like, you know, the only way you're going to get me to move, get off this plane is, you know, is if you kick me off this plane. And then he's like, got security. And she's like, I'm not leaving this plane. I'm like, okay, that's literally what you wanted. And then, at the, you know, as she was, I guess, sort of kind of leaving or whatever, towards the end of the video, she's like, you know, you, you're an embarrassment to this country. She's talking to the soldier. Um, you're an embarrassment to this country and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, bro. For you know, existing with the baby? Like, exactly. I'm like, what? That sounds like that's all that was happening. That was it. I'm like, what is happening right now? This can't be real. Like, at the very least, that is the one thing I will, I could, you know, about Americans is that they hold their flag, whatever the flag is, and they hold their troops at very high regard. And the fact that, you know, an entitled person, like, went after the troops, I'm like, bro, what are you doing? I feel like that happens more than you think. I've I've never seen it. They idealize they idealize the military, but they don't really respect what it means, I think, to be like a person in the military. I don't know. Um, Maybe because my dad was in the military, I have always i guess shown some respect like hey you know whenever i have somebody in line like hey thank you for your service blah 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 mm-hmm. i mean i've never known my dad to be in the military i've uh, since i've i just known he's been in the military but like right. you don't remember that time exactly. even though you were alive when it was happening exactly. so <laughs> yeah. like i've just always shown people respect so it baffles me that like you know people would be like you know blah blah blah, blah. she's like she's in a uniform it's not even like she had a better car she's in her uniform <laughs> mm-hmm. and you know so that was just baffling to me though Still it's, think it might be fake. Uh, I, I when when those moments hit, you really do feel like, am I being punked? Because <laughs> mm. this can't be for real. Yeah. And then you're like, no, nah, it's it's for real. No, it that was uh, very surreal. I guess you could say. I I I didn't get it. I've never seen so much entitlement just because. You exist and you want things. That's it. I exist. I am here. And my wants and needs trump anything, whatever your wants and means. It's not like you're in first class and this other person's a coach and they got moved. You guys pay the exact same amount for the ticket. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't understand what the problem is. I didn't get it. I've never said anything like that. And I've sent some Karens. That was probably the worst Karen. It, it definitely sounds like Karen energy. Mm-hmm. Um. So then, 
that brings us to the, you know, looking at what you would do for your family and in the future. If you were a parent, um, how would you create a safe space and and self-care for your kid? Because that, that child was a baby, so they probably won't be aware of the fact that the lady created a hostile environment around them. But mm. if that was, you know, like a little kid, like even a two-year-old, and someone started yelling because they were sitting there. The two-year-old's going to feel that energy and probably be upset and start crying. Yeah. So what are some self-care options that you feel like you would want to introduce to your child? Or at least introducing like the concept of self-care. Because they may have to develop their own form of like what really works for them. But I don't know. Finally, like, you know, since I am getting married, I have been starting to think about like, you know, what am I actually going to tell my kids about certain stuff and i have absolutely like in this situation i have like like i thought the other day like how would i defend my kid because usually i'm a pretty reserved guy you know overall Mm -hmm. i am i I am like i'm a pretty reserved guy but like if it comes to like my siblings or whatever i mean nine times out of ten they usually go to bat for themselves so i usually don't have to do anything but like i am definitely yeah you're the you're the one that's like least amount least likely to put up some dukes out of four of you know? <laughs> 100% but you know if it's I think if it's for me and mine it's like you know I'm I probably definitely will and but I don't know exactly what that will look like and I don't want to be I guess the reason why I started thinking about it is because I don't want to be that person that's reactive yeah um and I well, think that's I how parents oops sorry <laughs> But go ahead. I wasn't necessarily thinking about like, um, you know, fighting. But I was just saying, like, how would you? How would you maybe de, uh, sensitize? Yeah, de-escalate. That's definitely the word. That and um, that's what I'm saying. I have absolutely no idea because, um, my first instinct, you know, you don't think. I guess that's part of the reason why I'm thinking about it because you probably my first instinct is just to react in that moment. And like yell and say like and basically just go all Karen and like I've seen Karens mm. in like defending their kids and I I get that you know but like you know and I say Karens in that in a very loose term just because it's like hey you want this to happen because you feel like it should happen and no other reason mm-hmm. um, but when it comes to somebody's kids um, you know I I kind of feel that and I don't I I guess I'm gonna have to think of a way to you know deal with situations where you know I think Will Smith had a very good point and I think my dad's trying to do that too it's like every moment is a teachable moment so mm-hmm. you know kids see learn a lot from what you see and how you react a lot more than what you tell them so like even how I would deal with them and how I would protect them or even you know we've talked about like you know our sibling our our trauma with our parents you know everything counts and um i don't know i guess i just kind of want to be a good example yeah to the kids that i still don't have <laughs> <laughs> i've um i've seen parents do that breathing exercise situation like well there's different forms of the breathing exercise but really like um, synchronizing their breath with their kid or um, doing deep breathing with kids to like really calm them down. Um, and I've literally like seen it work, which was so interesting to watch. 
Um, because I felt like when I would try it, it wouldn't work. So I knew it was like a practice thing. It wasn't just like, we're going to start breathing all of a sudden. And the kid's yeah. going to be like, yeah, we're going to start breathing. Like I could tell it was something that they had practiced for a while. And so mm-hmm. then even when maybe at home, so that even when they weren't in a public sp- space, it would work. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've still tried to do stuff. I did certain things even, you know, with your nephew, with Caden, when I would be down there and it would really just be like talking to him about his feelings. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like you guys would look at me like I was like weird, like especially your dad would be like, why, what, what is happening? But I'm just like, whatever feeling that he's having that is making him, I mean, he's a high energy kid anyways, but in the moments of just being like, oh, I want to do this. And you know, someone's telling me, no, it's, or they're they're saying do it this way, and I don't think you know kids always understand why <laughs> yeah. a person is saying no. So then they start to have these very deep feelings, and it causes yelling or huffing and puffing and all this stuff. And so then I'm just like, okay, why why are you upset right now? Let's talk about why you're feeling the way you're feeling, and then. They're trying to find words to express themselves as opposed to the yelling or the banging on the floor, the fighting. And I think that is important because I think as adults, we forget what it used to feel like to not be able to express yourself. Like as an adult, it's still sometimes hard to find the words to say what it is, how you feel. But as a kid, you're literally still learning words. You're still learning feelings. You're still experiencing everything for the first time. So you definitely don't know how to always do. You just know you don't like it. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, I don't know how to do it the right way. I just know I don't like it, like you said. (laughs) So it's like, all right, well, let's talk through what you don't like and why you feel that way. And Mm -hmm. then maybe we can learn that you don't always have to react this way just because you're upset about whatever. Um, But the thing that I hope will work with kids, with my kids is, is like coloring and drawing because that's Mm -hmm. the thing that I do now that makes me feel good. That's definitely one of my big self-care things. And so I would like to be able to introduce it to my kids. It's like, okay, this is going to be like our calming wind down thing is we're going to just like, you know, Maybe listen to some music and color and draw. Um, so I'll be really With wine, upset. Oh. Well, I mean, I can have wine maybe, but it's, <laughs> that's not necessarily the goal. Like, literally, just like it could be silence or it could be music, but it's just yeah. like, all right, we're just gonna, you know, be quiet right now and just like color and enjoy like the experience. And mm-hmm. I really hope it'll work because if they're like, do not want to quietly color, it'll break my heart. Yeah. <laughs> They might not. Kids are kids. Kids are weird too. Yeah, so. I mean they have their own personality, so we yeah. have to see how it goes. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, I feel like we we did a good conversation on this impromptu descendant discourse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's move over to a moment in media. Sure. Now, now you've had a lot going on, so have you had a chance to even? have something new that you are into or watching or listening to two things but so remember that anime that you said that you watched or whatever and i said i was gonna check it out 
Katara lives alone. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, I started watching it. It's um, it's interesting. I kind of I, I like it in a yeah. weird way. It's so <laughs> weird though. It's like I shouldn't like it, but I kind of like it. Kind of like I guess maybe like New Girl a little bit. Like it's weird, and I shouldn't like it, but I like it. Mm-hmm. Um. This, this show is just so freaking weird. It's just, it's just what for what like what four year old is living by himself <laughs> and has this 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 uh mature aura. yeah disposition this aura. yeah <laughs> this aura about him like he's talking to the little kids like he's an old man like bro what are you doing and clearly he has trauma I haven't finished it but clearly he has traumas. That he hasn't mm-hmm. dealt with, but he doesn't know how to deal with. He's just like mature and stuff. I it's haven't just... even gotten that far into it. I just kind of watch it in the background oh of gosh. doing other things. I think I'm on like episode like two or three. It's very, very interesting. Yeah. It's very, very interesting. Um, the other thing that I'm watching is Ozark. Um, oh, yeah. It's the final season, right? Final season. Yeah. It's uh, it's a freaking good show. It's, what is Ozark about? Because I've never watched. It's about um, the seemingly just regular family in Chicago who kind of get caught up in a drug cartel, and they keep trying finding ways to get out of it. Um, but. And the more they try to get, it's like they're in a sinkhole. The more they try to get out of it, the deeper they get into it. Mm. Um, and this guy, Marty, he's really, really good with money. And his wife is really, really good with people. So they kind of make the perfect team. It's just, yeah. It's just, it's just a bad business to be in. Yeah. Mm. It's kind of like Breaking Bad. Um, it reminds me a lot of Breaking Bad, but it's to me, it's a more realistic Breaking Bad I mean, there's still some stuff that's kind of outlandish, but it's definitely a more real. Did you ever watch Breaking Bad? I I tried. I gave it a good hard try, and oh, I just couldn't get into it. You're probably not gonna like Ozark. Said it's kind of like that same tempo, where I feel like it's kind of slow, and you kind of have to pay attention to different stuff, mm-hmm. um, and the character development and everything. Um, but. I think Breaking Bad is one of the best shows of its decade just because it was definitely slow, but it was the character development was so good. And you saw where Walter came from and then you ended up in here. It's not the same. Ozark isn't the same. I mean, there is character development, but you don't see um, this guy that's power hungry, I guess you can say. Um, you just see a guy just kind of trying to survive like a regular good guy, which is why I feel like it's a little bit more of a realistic mm-hmm. show, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's kind of why I like it a little bit more. Uh, yeah. So, so this guy's just kind of doing, you know, doing bad stuff, not because they want to, it's kind of because they kind of have to. They don't really have a choice. So... I could see that being true. I think I'm just not a full fan of maybe drug shows because I don't watch Snowfall either. I haven't watched it yet. I have not watched it. Everybody says it's good. 
I do I did watch like Power and stuff, but when I would watch Power, it I knew that they were selling drugs, but it felt less about the drugs. So I don't know. I don't know. It's a problem, yeah. Well, yeah, that just got into more of a drama, I feel like. Yeah. So it is what it is. Kind of like Empire. Empire started to become less and less about the music. Just kind of and that was why it was so good in the beginning, because the music yeah. was good. Yeah. That's why I fell off Empire 2. I never finished it. I never did either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just kind of just, yeah, I don't know what happened. Oh, that it guy. faded to the background. Shout out to Neo. <laughs> Jesse Smollett is not on there. Oh, that's weird. I didn't even know. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> Super weird. Yeah. What are you watching now? So, I watched everything, everywhere, all at once. And oh, I wanted to watch that movie. You should. I'm like, what are you talking about? But yeah, it's a movie. So, this is the year of the multiverse. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, if mm-hmm. I had to watch any multiverse movie, especially first, I'm glad this was it. Mm-hmm. Um, the rest of them, of course, are being introduced in this comic book Marvel world. We've already started to get a little bit of multiverse action from Marvel when it comes to Loki. And then the Spider-Man film, which we already Mm -hmm. had discussed. Mm -hmm. And particularly with the Spider-Man film, the Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse and Spider-Man No Way Home, I feel like they created almost like more of an alternate dimension place or not alternate dimension, just like an other world, even though there were places where there were also Spider-Man or there were places where there were Spider-Man whose names were Peter Parker. It just felt very like detached from the person in the world that we were in. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And like so they were just completely different world. You're right. Yeah. And they were coming to help or hurt the current world we were in, but they didn't actually have anything to do with that world. And then with the one that's coming from Marvel being Doctor Strange, um, it's creating the space of there's a good you and there's a bad you because of the multiverse, because something happened somewhere in a different dimension that changed you and okay, now you're whoa, a good whoa. guy backtrack, or bad backtrack. guy backtrack did you watch what if i didn't i only watched like one what if but yeah Ooh, okay so before you watch this i have a feeling that you're gonna have to watch what if oh uh, i really don't want to but i'll look i'll think I, about it if you're i you know you don't have to but i feel mm-hmm. like it's one of those because I've seen a couple of stuff and I feel like Marvel is a thread and and they're like if you pluck one seam it's gonna tear apart the whole pants. I got you. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes, yeah. But I feel like this one is gonna directly, not directly. But which but, what if I have to watch all of them or is there a specific one I need to watch? No, you need to watch all of them. Okay, well, all the episodes. It's like ten episodes. I don't we'll, know if it we'll, is ten episodes. 
we'll see about that before what next Friday. But <laughs> <laughs> that's not when it and, comes out. Does it come out next Friday? I would check your calendar. <laughs> Holy crap! But with everything everywhere all at once, it explores the multiverse as in in a realistic way to me, even though it has so it's very much science fiction, very much has like all of these crazy concepts in it, great cinematography. Like it's it's so good. It's so beautiful to watch it. But it makes it more realistic to say when you change any one thing about your day or your life, it creates, you know, those multiple stream versions of you. And what if you could then connect to those multiple stream versions of you um, Mm. for like the different skills or abilities or things that they've done in their life and use it in your present life. And it does it in like an interesting way because it's like, some of the things that you're able to do in a different form and the way you use it in your present may not be the most, um, may not be how you would have thought to use it. So like, I'll just give an example that hopefully isn't like a spoiler, but if you know Michelle Yao, you know that she does Kung Fu. Like she Mm. is the star of the film and she's a martial artist, uh, she does martial artist films and Kung Fu films. She did mm-hmm. Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, just, you know, so much more. So when you see her do martial arts, I feel like that's not a spoiler. But mm-hmm. <laughs> the concept of maybe some of the martial arts moves that she learns or certain moves that she does, she learned because she's a hibachi grill master in another life. Oh, uh, okay. Got you, got you, like, got you. Got you. Like that's the form where it's like, yes, your life can take a turn and in one life she did become like a legit Kung Fu master. But in another way, it's like she just learned a a practical skill that you could have learned in another life. And somehow you're applying it into this present situation in a way that you just never would have imagined because you can just do those movements or or have those connections or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, that, that, that concept of not having to specifically face your other personas from a multiverse, but being able to tap into those other personas of the multiverse is was like really interesting or just like connecting, relating to those other personas of yourself. So that mm. not that any one particular version of you is bad, but just knowing that there are multiple versions of you and knowing what that makes you feel like it it was a very emotional movie like okay knowing that sometimes maybe even like a happiness you may feel in one moment or a sadness you may feel and you think you only feel happy or sad because of this one thing and then you realize another version of you still feels that sadness mm-hmm. or still feels that happiness What's the reason for that? What is it about you that may connect you to that feeling, regardless of wherever your life took you? Mm-hmm. Is some of it like nature and nurture? Does some of it have to do with like who you love or who your family was or how you were raised? And ooh, it's just so good. It's think, so good. 
I think that's kind of like my favorite part of diving into multiverse of, you know, what if I did this? What if I actually did really good in math in middle school, you know, or if I ever talked to that girl in high school or whatever the case is, you know, it's, it's like those type of, it seems like it's like that type of thoughts that people have on an everyday basis mm-hmm. brought it to real life. And yeah, that's because, why I wanted to watch it. Yeah, because I think sometimes when people look at like, like you said, if if they got with the girl that they liked in high school, or if they were able to do really good in this one subject, that their life would be better. And I think it just explores the concept like your life would be different, but yeah. that that essence of feeling like incomplete in a way can happen regardless of where you are in your station in life. Yeah. You have to put energy into like being happy or making your relationships good or just, you know, whatever the case may be. Very true. So I don't think that Dr. Strange is going to get that deep. I think they're going to do some interesting choreography yeah, <laughs> yeah, I but I don't think it'll be as rules. good as this. I I really want you to maybe even do a double feature because since you forgot that it's coming out, you know, very very soon. But <laughs> but you know, go see one and then go see the other. Literally, don't do it in the same day though, because I'm sure both are like three hours long. Well, <laughs> I'm going. I think I might have some time next week um, because of my brother's graduation. Um, so, uh-huh, uh-huh. so I think I, and I the, the flight got nice pushed back week. an extra oh, day. So, squishy. yeah. So I'm probably, honestly, probably see it Thursday night. I'm probably going to ask him. And if he's not, then I'll probably just go Uber. <laughs> go see it. We'll see. And my, my dad will be there too. We'll probably just both go see it, honestly. Um, the Doctor Strange or everything yeah. everywhere? Uh, both. <laughs> I'm hoping I'm because it's been out for a few weeks now, but it's in my opinion, or from what I can see, it's still doing really good. Yeah. So I'm assuming it'll still be out. It should you know, be. I want to. That's kind of why I want to see it Thursday, just because, just in case Doctor Strange like takes out a lot of the stuff. So mm-hmm. we'll see. Also, shout out to Michelle Yao. I think that's how you say her name. Um, yeah, I'm she, sure there's an accent on it, but. I don't want to appropriate that accent wrong while also not wanting to pronounce her name incorrectly. <laughs> so she, I, I thought she was also in the um, oh, crap. Shang Chi. Shang Chi, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, she's also in. I just wanted to make sure that she was in Star Trek. Um, she's a badass in Star Trek. Yes, um, think she is. Star Trek Discovery, and she's also going to be in the Avatar, the Avatar series. Um, She's be. she's good in everything she's in. She is, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Shout out. She's she don't miss. She don't. <laughs> she really, really don't. So, shout out to her. All right. All right so, <laughs> I mean, we hit an hour, so yeah. I think we're good either way. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. So, you can hit us up. On our socials, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Convos, where you can just engage with us. Please, please, please. I am 
working on improving the social medias so that we will be a brand that just like engages with people. I'm really commenting more on other people's social media, hoping that you guys will comment back with us. Um, access questions, uh, send your comments. You can even hit us up through email at cuzzleconvos at gmail.com. We just really want to hear from you. We want to know that someone's out there listening. Yes, sir. So this ends Cuzzle Convos. We thank you for joining our family, and we'll see you next time. Hello, cousin.